Thank you for tuning in to First Love Podcast from First Presbyterian Church, Jacksonville, Illinois, for July 12th, 2020, with Reverend Jonathan Warren. Reverend Warren's sermon title today is Good Dirt. Puppets Jay and Valerie will be joining us one last time during the children's time. You also get to enjoy soloist Donna Stair singing On My Knees and Victory in Jesus. We are opening our doors on July 19th. You can attend in person. You must wear a mask and have your temperature taken. You will have to go into the north door entrance. Masks can be removed when you're sitting in a pew. When you're up and moving about, we ask that you leave your mask on. The online live services on Facebook are still going to continue. We pray that you have a safe, healthy, and prosperous week. God bless. I'd like to especially welcome all those worshiping with us. If you haven't already, tell us you're here. Uh, we have a lot of exciting things in store for worship today. Caleb Holloway is playing piano today. Donna Stairs leading us in music and songs. For our children's message, the puppets Jay and Valerie will be joining us for our last time, and they have a special message about in-person worship. And I hope you, uh, children and adults, are able to hear what they have to say. I think they'll cover a lot of things that we need to see. Next Sunday, we're having in-person worship for all those who are comfortable with coming to worship. And in order to help everyone feel uh, comfortable and prepared to have our ushers and uh, worship leaders ready, uh, we're going to have a practice ahead of time. And I want to invite folks uh, to come to our church this Tuesday at 7 p.m. for a short uh, service. We'll have a song, and as you'll see, we won't be able to sing along, but I think that will help us practice. And that way, you can kind of see where you're going to sit and how it's all set up. And you could check out church before Sunday. It'll be a short service. So uh, when you come, uh, bring your masks. We'll walk uh, folks through all the steps, uh, taking temperatures for those and for those who come, be sure to come to the front entrance. And so we'll have things marked up and ready to go. Uh, for those who are unable to come, we could use your help online to see if the sound and the video is working. We'll, right now, we don't have the, uh, the sound coming over the speakers uh, in the house. And so it'll be nice to practice that. We'll gather and pray. We'll lead a hymn. And those in person can hum or sing in their hearts. So if you have time this Tuesday at 7 p.m. and would like to help us safely gather for a short worship test practice, please come and help us practice for next Sunday. Uh, we think we might have fixed the, the online video pausing, uh, but we also thought we did it last week too, and it didn't seem to work. So uh, I'll believe it when we get through an entire service, and I hope... Uh, if you remember when networks experienced technical problems, that picture and noise uh, would come on display. You probably remember those bright bars. Uh, if we're experiencing a problem, we'll post a note on the screen and we will change some of the wire connections. It'll be about 30 to 60 seconds or so. Be patient and we'll get things back to work. You could even pray and give thanks to God during that time. So I encourage you to just hold fast and, and know we're trying to make it work. There's a, I wanted to make a quick note about our response, our, kind of our last hymn that we sing. It's, it's our regular, God be with us till we meet again. 
and we have it written wrong in the bulletin. So just go ahead and sing what you all know. There's prayers and more announcements at the end of our bulletin. During our opening music, I invite you to comment on where you've seen or experienced God this week. Let us worship God. our call to worship that's printed in our bulletins. We are like seeds in the wind set free by the sower. The hand of God saves us from the rocky pathways and the thorny ground. In Christ, we find good soil. The Holy Spirit nourishes us as we grow. Come, let us worship the sower who plants us in the fields of life. Not, 
nor vain empty praise. Thou mine inheritance, thou and all ways. Thou and only first in my heart. My King of heaven, my treasure thou art. We are reminded when we come to God, we come to God with our frailty and humility. We come to God knowing that we fall short. But we also know that God's grace is everlasting. So let us share together in our prayer of confession. Seed scattering God, we come to you this day with so many things on our hearts and minds. Some of the events this week have been very positive and have caused us to celebrate. We are constantly besieged by worries, doubts, and fears. These negative things crowd out your word and we become like the useless soil unable to receive and grow. Slow us down. Continue to pour your love on us because we really hunger and thirst for it. Forgive us when we allow all the negativity to drown out your word. Scatter again the seeds of peace, love, hope, and joy that we may be better disciples for you in this world which is in so much pain. Amen. And now let us silently confess our sins to God. Amen. Today we come to God as new people, reminded that God's mercy and grace gives us hope and life. God waters the soil and gives us a new beginning, a new start. Know that you are forgiven and be at peace. Amen. Now let us join together in prayer as we prepare for our scripture reading. Let us join together in saying, God of mercy, you promise never to break your covenant with us. Amid all the changing words of our generation, speak your eternal word that does not change. Then may we respond to your gracious promises with faithful and obedient lives through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our first scripture reading comes to us from Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 through 13. Now, before I read, I want you to think about gardening, about growing, about uh, how to prepare our soil, how God uh, grows 
in us and through us. And Isaiah and our Matthew text kind of bring light to these subjects. Let us listen to the word of God. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there until they have watered the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that, that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I pur purpose and succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall burst into song and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle. It shall be to the Lord for a memorial, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. life leaves me with no choice 
I must listen for your voice When lies confuse me with their noise I must listen for your voice In your voice I find refuge In your voice I find grace in your voice I can feel you Like we're meeting face to face When life leaves me with no choice I will listen for your voice On my knees I find grace On my knees I can feel you Like we're meeting face to face When I don't know what I need I need to get on my knees our gospel lesson comes to us from Matthew chapter 13. Let's listen to the word of God. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. He told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, but they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depth of soil. When the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. But anyone who with ears listens. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the words of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, cares the world and the lure of Wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case, a hundredfold, in another sixty, in another thirty. 
This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I want to invite our children to the TV screens to hear this special message from Jay and Valerie this morning. Let us listen to what they have to tell us. The church building is going to be open next week for church. Okay. I have questions. Like what? Well, like, uh, isn't this Rona thing still out there? The coronavirus? Yeah, it's still out there, and it's still dangerous. That's why we're going to be really careful about going back. Yeah, Mom and Dad were reading this flyer thing we got in the mail. Are they really going to shoot us with lasers? Yes. What? You're silly. They're temperature lasers. It takes one second on your forehead and you don't feel a thing. Okay, that makes more sense. I was picturing a Star Wars thing. Pachoo, pachoo. Which would have been fun, but it didn't seem like a good idea for church. Hey, why do they do that? Well, one of the things that might mean a person has the virus is a fever. Anybody who has a temperature can't come in. That keeps everybody else safe. Yeah, Dad said he was probably too hot to get in. Mom kind of giggled and said, oh, Darren, in this weird voice. Uh, My dad's name is Darren. Oh, hey, I I do say that a lot, don't I? Uh Uh-huh. If he's hotter than 100 degrees, your dad's right about not getting in. And we get to wear masks, right? I've got a new Batman mask. It looks pretty cool. Well, actually, we have to wear masks. Every person who comes in the building needs to have a mask on. You can take them off once you're in a pew, but you have to wear it if you're walking anywhere. It's best to wear it as much as you can. Yeah, but uh, not like when we're singing, right? Uh, Jay, there's no singing. Well, a song leader, but no group singing. I thought I heard Mom say that. No singing in, in church? No way. It's all about the Rona. They say when you sing, it's like one long cough. Your mouth sends little droplets out in the air that can have virus in them. Ooh, like spit? That's gross. Why would anybody do that? Well, nobody does it on purpose. You can't help it. The drops are so small you can't even really see them. It's just what happens when you sing. It's always happened, but we never had to worry about the virus before. Now I wish I didn't know about him spit. Okay, no singing. Got it. And no singing also means no hymnals in the pews, which is safer, and no Bibles either. The verses are printed in the bulletin. You can bring your own Bible if you want to look something up. 
My mom has this cool Bible with her name on it. She always has it with her. Yeah, Dad says it's an only take what you took situation, which means don't leave anything behind and take home anything they give you, uh, like the bulletin. Yeah, and don't run your hand along the tops of the pews or touch the pew in front of you. Okay, I gotta know. Well, what about the donuts? Well, you know how all the adults stand around talking after church and the donuts are just sitting there on the table and people are talking loud and laughing. Oh, gross. They're spitting on the donuts too. Well, not spitting, not on purpose. It's like the hymns. So no donuts either. Man, the Rona has made me learn a lot of stuff I wish I didn't know. No donuts and no standing around inside talking either. It's all about being safe. A lot of adults in the church have been working really hard to come up with a safe way for us to go back in the building. And this is it. All of us? No, not all. There isn't room. People have to sit at least six feet apart. You remember social interesting, right? Yeah, I remember. We still have to do it because everybody says it works. So each family group will be six feet from the people on either side of them. Yeah, Ted said a hundred, right? Well, that's the most people we could have. And you have to count Stephanie and Christine and Pastor Jonathan in there, too. So, are you guys going? I don't know. I think Mom wants to, but sometimes she's not sure. Dad says he's still okay with digital church for a while. I kind of like it, too. We watch together in our pajamas. Yeah, digital church is cool. It's still going to be there, right? Oh, sure. That's the thing about going back. Nobody has to go in the building. You can still be part of the service by tuning in Digital Church on Facebook every week. You'll be able to watch the service as it's happening in the building. I wouldn't mind going back. I want an activity bag, you know, with the crayons. Um. No activity bag? Man, Dad says this is the new normal. I'll be glad when things get back to the old normal. Hmm. You know, getting back to how things were before the virus might take a long time. We've got to figure out how to do things now, only we've got to be safe, you know? Yeah, I know. Same time, right? The automatic door by the parking lot will be open at 930. It's the only one anybody can go through. You line up for temperature checks there. Church starts at 10, like always, whether you're there or watching from home. Yeah. Hey, if we go, I'll wave at you. Okay, I'll do the same thing. But I think we're going to stay home for a few more times. Yeah, we might too. Hey, I got to go. Dad's making BLTs for lunch, and he needs me to make sure the bacon is cooked right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Okay, let's wiggle, wiggle those fingers. 
and put them together and say an echo prayer. Dear God, we thank you that you love us. We thank you for Jay and Valerie and that we can come back to church in person. We pray that we can be safe. And we continue to pray for all those around our world who need your touch. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Many years ago, I discovered that growing a garden isn't that easy. We thought living in East Tennessee would be simpler uh, because everything grew there. You know, you try to kill something and it would just grow back. Uh, but when our tomatoes finally did come in, they weren't really pretty at all. They had cracks and splits in them. And we finally discovered that the problem was simple. We just aren't gardeners, right? We also found out that soil in East Tennessee isn't that great to begin with. Uh, for something as delicate as tomatoes, we needed more iron and calcium and rich nutrients in the soil, and they just didn't have them. There was someone from our Knoxville church who had lived in the Quad Cities. He had tomato plants that were seven foot tall in Knoxville. The plants not only grew up, but they also grew down. That's 14 feet of tomato vine. Tomatoes he planted were fabulous. They looked beautiful. They tasted exquisite. He had built up that East Tennessee dirt into good soil, carefully adding in mulch and leaves, calcium and sulfur, fertilizer and iron, lime and Epsom salts, twice a year for 60 years. The lesson I learned is you have to be a scientist to grow good food, right? I'm sure there's a zillion other things, but prayer didn't work for us. Careful planning and patience are important. The bottom line when it comes to growing plants is that soil really matters. If you have good dirt, then it makes for very tasty vegetables. If your soil lacks in nutrients, then the tomatoes or corn that's grown won't be as tasty. Now, you know this already, don't you? So then you probably already know the key to this parable that Jesus is telling. Farmers sowing seed and some lands on a path, some lands on rocky ground, other lands among thorns, and some seed lands in good soil. It's a simple, easy parable, right? Jesus knew his audience. He was talking to people who worked the land and they knew about seed and they knew about dirt and they knew how to grow things. So use this lesson about soil to teach them about faith. You could have a lot of seed, but if you don't plant it in the right place, then you might as well not even plant it. In 2009, I was looking at a bunch of different church descriptions, and I remember a church who used language from this parable of the sower. They explained that their church was good dirt. Now, that might not sound very good to the average person, but to me and other pastors, it was a very clever way to use Scripture. They said it this way, we're filled with gifted and generous people who provide many nutrients for fertile soil. Our openness and diversity of thought create a malleability that welcomes freshly sown seed. Years of harvest provide a natural hummus essential to nourish future crops. Preaching provides plenty of fertilizer to sustain the compost pile. 
These gifts, uh, nurtured by skills acquired through years of experience, make FPC good dirt. It sounds like Tim Chipman wrote it, didn't it? Uh, but you all weren't searching in 2009. Now, the truth is, I think it fits our church, especially the preaching part, providing plenty of fertilizer to sustain the compost pile, right? Wait, that means my sermons are like incredibly brilliant, right? Now, I, I can't wait until there's a few people around here next week. Maybe I'll hear laughter about these things. Maybe. So how can we make our dirt even better? Not only in our church, but also in our homes and in our personal lives. I remember at the beginning of COVID-19, and we ended up having to cancel in-person worship. I wondered how many folks, how, I wondered how folks would do on their own. Spiritually, I wondered. Has our church done a good job in providing growth, I wondered, especially when facing such a challenging moment in our lives and in our history? Do we have nutrient-rich soil for our church family? In 1847, 20 years after our church first began, they built a new building, even had a basement. It was centrally located, it was larger. And 14 years later, on the morning of Sunday, December 1st, 1861, the building burned to the ground. It was after a choir meeting the evening before, and they forgot to close the flue and a spark turned into a fire, and the whole place went down. Reverend Glover recounts, that was a sad morning to our people. Congregation was homeless. Their holy and beautiful house was burned with fire. A new instrument of music and new furnishings throughout were in ruins. The aged were downcast, and the children were were in tears. I don't know about you, but it's important for us to know our church's history. But in that moment, it's beautiful to hear their feelings, for our feelings in these pandemic days are as raw as our predecessors. The aged are downcast, and our children are in tears. It continues. Yet that evening, the congregation assembled in the chapel of the Female Academy, and the pastor preached on the subject of providence, the very discourse intended for the morning service in the church, but now rendered singularly impressive by the event which illustrated it. From that time onward, for more than five years, our Sabbath services were held in Strawn's Hall. There, the congregation not only held its own, but increased and much of gracious influence was experienced. The pastor recurs to that period with the greatest interest, and he may be pardoned for saying that he regards it as, in some respects, the most successful and satisfactory part of his entire ministry. Do we have this kind of good dirt, good soil? Is that where we're planting our seeds? 
those who preceded us in 1861. 34 years as a church. They woke up to a fire and continued in faith, growing and holding its own, it says, without their building. I wonder in 50 or 100 years, as people look back to 2020, celebrating 193 years of ministry just two weeks ago on June 30th, Maybe it'll say on Sunday, March 15th, 2020, our congregation canceled in-person worship due to the global pandemic. We still met weekly for worship from our homes, even through Palm Sunday and Easter, through Baccalaureate and Pentecost. For 18 weeks, we worshiped from our homes until July 19th, 2020, where some small group gathered in person, while many others continue to worship from home. For they had good soil, rich nutrients. The best part is, they knew it had to be better. They made a pledge on July 12th for the next five years to make rich, diverse, and hope-filled Soil, faith. This church needs to be a place that provides good nutrients and fertilizer so our soil, our faith, continues to help produce great yields for many years to come. When someone is part of our church family, we want them to know that this is a place where their soil, their faith, will be made better. In these next seven years, as we turn 200 in 2027, it could be our most successful and satisfactory part of our entire ministry. This is God's church, a place that can help produce a crop with deep roots, one that bears fruit and produces yields up to a hundredfold. Here's some of the things to help us in making our soil better. We need to study scripture together as well as individually. We need to encourage and push one another to read scripture and pray together as families. Now, I know family Bibles seem to be a thing of the past, but what better way to learn about faith than from our families? What better way to study scripture than with a spouse or with a child or with a close friend? Often seems, even though our world tells us that we have less time, you must make it a priority. Make time to be in prayer with God individually, as a family, as a church. Like the song we heard today, I need to get on my knees. When life leaves me with no choice, I will listen your voice. Martin Luther one time said, I have so much to do that I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. We have recently discovered we need that reflection with God. We need time to listen to God. And it's an essential part of creating good dirt.
Giving to God is also an important part in producing better soil and stewardship. We learn it is better to give than to receive. We know how important it is to give to other people, especially during this time where we see so many people struggling. We can provide more and do more when we're good stewards of what God's given us, when we take care of our planet and share gifts with others, when we give financially to our church. Our soil is enriched and it can enrich other people's lives. So over the next week and months and years, we have an incredible amount of ways in enriching our soil to make all of us better. I hope at the end of this year and in another 200 years, folks will look back and say the years after 2020 was the second most satisfying and successful years, you know, after 1861, of course. For they chose to sow in good soil. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now let us join together in saying the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell, the third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
come to the time to quiet our hearts and to turn to God in prayer. Let us pray. Lord, how are we ever going to be your disciples? We're overwhelmed by the needs of the world, the cries of the people who feel threatened by others, those who are in need, those who are in danger, those who are alienated ring in our ears and in our hearts. Sometimes we would just like to run and hide, hoping that all this turmoil will go away. But it doesn't. It sits outside our doors and waits for us to do something. Lord, help that something be service and compassion. Help us to remember how you have forgiven and blessed each one of us, how you have called us blessed and beloved. You remind us in today's scripture that you make good soil. As your disciples, we are called to reach beyond our comfort zone to those in need, to the injured, to the lost, to the lonely, to the sick. It's difficult for us to do, and we need to feel your powerful presence within us. Bless us again, O Lord, with a good measure of courage and strength that we may truly serve you in faith. And now we lift up those today who need your healing need your hope, your tender touch, your mercy and love. Help us to reach out to others as you have reached out to us. For we ask these things in Jesus' name, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. During our offering music, I invite you to share a comment about how you will give to God this week. And now let us give of our tithes, our offerings, and our whole selves to God.
sought me and bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all of my love is to him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. I heard about a mansion he has built for me in glory. And I heard about the streets of gold beyond the crystal sea. About the angels singing and the old redemption story. And some sweet day I'll sing up there the song of victory. There's a flood of comments up there. You share uh, enough excitement and uh, encouragement to our musicians. It's, I told you it was going to be a good service today. Let us join together in our prayer of dedication, sharing together. Master Gardener, as you have sown our lives in a rich and fertile soil, may we bear much fruit through our giving. With these offerings, may your realm be brought to earth as we plant seeds of hope in the fields of life. Bless our gifts and our ministry that the world may reap a harvest of generosity and love. Amen.
come today, we know God has given us great and wonderful things. We have a great place to be planted, and I hope occasionally you share to me that my sermons are good fertilizer for the soil, but we know that Jesus Christ gives us great and wonderful things, giving us joy, giving us hope every hour and every day. And now let us receive the benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the bond of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Amen. For more information about the First Presbyterian Church, Jacksonville, Illinois, you can write us a note at 870 
West College, Jacksonville, Illinois, 62650, or call us at 217-245-4189. Our email is office at that's office at F-I-R-S-T-P-R-E-S-J-A-X dot O-R-G. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. for our live service. And our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash firstpresjacks. Look for the live link. Our website is www firstpresjacks.org God bless and have a healthy safe week